Good morning, Tim Ward. How you doing? JP, what's going on? It's another fun rendition of Appetite for Construction. How's that sound? Yeah, for sure. We've had several guests on over the last three to four months and um, been talking about ways to expand the trades, enhance the trades, and today we're going to talk about exploring the trades. Okay. How's that sound, John? Yeah. Is that a nice good. transition? Let's do it. I'd like to welcome, John and I'd like to welcome Kate Cinemo. She is the Executive Director of Explore the Trades. She's been there since 2017. Uh, she works with residential service companies and key industry vendors. Her main singular focus is to bring plumbing, HVAC, and electrical trades directly to students and educators. Kate is the founding member of Skilled Trade Advisory Council and lives in Lakeville, Minnesota with her husband and two kids. Kate, welcome to Appetite for Construction. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good morning. Kate, you and I talked a couple of weeks ago, actually a couple of times, but a couple of weeks ago, I was we were kind of prepping for this podcast and you talked a little bit about your background and you talked about working in senior housing, grant writing and fundraising. And as I'm listening to you give me a little bit of your background, I'm like, was there a day you woke up and said, I need a change? And if there was, what made you think that the trades was an interesting change? Yeah. Well, to that point, Tim, you're you're right. I mean, that's it. That's my story of jumping industries. And I, like you said, I'd worked in senior housing and healthcare for over 10 years in those capacities. And seriously, I I just woke up one day and I thought, you know, there I I'm ready to do something else. And I had found this this opening through LinkedIn. And I read the description and I thought, I can't believe that there's a nonprofit, that there's an organization that's focused on plumbing and HVAC and electrical. It, it was really hard for me to wrap my head around, but I thought that's a complete 180 from the world I know. And so I went for it and here I am. Well, talk a little bit about Explore the Trades. What's or some insight? What what's the mission of the organization and and how do you Explore the trades. Yeah, great question. So, uh, so your, to your point, Tim, our our organization, Explore the Trades, is a five hundred one c three nonprofit. We're headquartered here in the Twin Cities area of Minnesota, and our mission is to bridge the technical talent gap to plumbing, HVAC, and, and electric, and and really looking at you know starting to provide information about the residential side of those trades. And and our focus is to say, well, we know that we have a shortage of these tradespeople and how can we do that? How can we effectively get the message to the next generation? How do we get the message to those people who are influential with that next generation? So a lot of the work, especially over the last two years for us has been providing information and classroom resources to elementary, middle school and high schools across the country. And we have, we have resources in Canada in three provinces. And so we understand that there's been this gap of trades education in in schools. And I remember, you know, graduating in the late 90s. I still had shop class. And it was sort of late 90s, early 2000s where they started to take all of that out because everyone had to go to college. And so we want to be part of that conversation to, to flip that message. 
So uh, when we jumped on before the podcast, you you mentioned you're from uh, Minnesota, and uh, there's a organization, Nextar Network, which is out of Minnesota. So yeah. how how do you connect with them? What's your relationship with them? And are you exclusive with them? Yeah, that's a great question. So yes, uh, we are very familiar with Nextar Network. Uh, we are considered a sister organization to Nextar. So oh, okay. yeah, yeah, so that's the relationship we have. And because Explore the Trades is a separate entity, uh, we're a public nonprofit. So we're not exclusive to Nextar or its members. We serve uh, for the good of the industry to the general public. So, so we have a sister relationship with them, but no, not exclusive. So we're here, we're here for everybody. Back to kind of the mission of Explore the Trades. How do you work with school districts across the country to promote the value and opportunities presented by the trades? Yeah. So I would say the relationships that we've developed with high schools primarily, that's they're primarily our biggest quote unquote mm-hmm. customer, if you will, uh, starting to see an increase of, of requests for information from middle schools and elementary, which is really exciting. And the way we've connected with these schools, you know, we've, we've marketed through and have participated in, um, ASCA's national conference and ASCA stands for the American School Counselor Association. And that's been a really valuable opportunity for us to talk with those school counselors because we've been able to see this change in, in conversation coming from that group of professionals. A couple of years ago, they would stop by our table. They'd ask what we do. And then the response would be, well, we don't talk about the trades at our school, or it was, I'm not familiar with how to get into the trades, so I don't talk about it with my students. And right there, you can see this this gap of information, and it's not uh, it's not detailed information. It's you know how can we best serve those professionals to have the conversation. So that's really the basis for a lot of the the classroom resources that we provide to say, hey, did you know? If you're a plumber, if you're a licensed plumber, you have this entire expanse of a career in front of you. It's not, quote unquote, just a plumber. You know, it's the same thing with HVAC and electrical. And and I think by showing them that career expansion, I think by by really getting down to the the foundation to say, you know, when you learn geometry in high school, here's how it directly applies. And so I think it's, you know, we've had the chance to peel back the layers to showcase from the moment you graduate high school, you can start in the trades and really how the trades are just so much more than what everyone's perception is. So piggybacking off those concepts, um, this is the million dollar question in the industry, but how do we change the narrative that college is the only option? Yeah. <laughs> we Where is the silver bullet for that, right? <laughs> um, I, I think that, you know, and this is based on conversations that that we've had with with contractors is that the students the students don't know what they don't know and it's it's not to it's not their fault it's not anyone's fault it's just how do we bring these careers back in the conversation and i think there's a lot of value in you know coming to a career fair at school or if you're able to invite those students out to the shop and i think that when students are able to see the equipment, the tools, really learning about what you do in the trades, I think is such an eye opener. And that goes for the adults too. That goes for parents and educators. As long as they understand and see what what they do, I think that 
really speaks volumes. You know, for example, if you were to ask some of these middle school, high school kids, what does a plumber do? And the question and the answer is, well, they clean a toilet. No, that's mm. that's not. And, and I think there's just so many false images about that, that until they are able to see and touch and understand what they do, I think that's that's really where the gold mine is. Yeah, and I can't like emphasize this enough, but I've said it on previous podcasts, but I know a kid, he's in high school and he, he, he knows he wants to get in the trades. He's got it all planned out. He's going to go to school. Yep. And I think within like two years of graduating, he might be making more money than his father. <laughs> but if he's listening, I'm sorry, but, <laughs> uh, um, but I mean, that is, that's, you know, he's 20, he'll be 23 years old and he's, got a career, right? Like I didn't know what I was doing till I was, you know, mid thirties. So it's <laughs> so it's it's refreshing to see these people that have like a path, right? Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Well speaking of that kind of testimonial, John, Kate, do you have any success stories that you can share with us from the last seven years of you working and explored the trades? Yeah. So there's there's a couple students that come to mind and, and this, um, the example I want to share is part of a program that we offer within Explore the Trades. And it's a, it's a program that we have that's generously sponsored by Ferguson. And that is, uh, getting HVAC or plumbing equipment into schools. You know, for those schools who are interested in building out that program, uh, through this program that we offer through the organization, you know, we're able to do that. We're able to, to give them sort of the basics, you know, to, to alleviate some of the budget concerns. We can bring equipment and products so that they can get started. And it was the first year that we did this. So this would have been summer of 22. Uh, we were, we had piloted this program and, and one of the school recipients was down in Lubbock, Texas, part of the public school system not down there. And we were able to go visit the school. Where in the school itself, I wish I lived down there because my both of my kids would absolutely be going here. But the school district took an old Kmart building and they renovated it. So it was a complete CTE school. So auto body, plumbing, HVAC, culinary, floral design, it just the whole gamut of things. And we went down to do a site visit, talk with the instructor. We were able to talk with some of the students. And it was so cool because in the state of Texas, students can start um, accumulating their apprentice hours while in high school. It's a relationship they have between the Department of Ed and the, the plumbing board. And it was so cool because just out of nowhere, they both took out their apprentice cards out of their wallet and they showed it to us. And it was the biggest smiles on their faces. And I, I wish we would have gotten a photo of it, but it happened so fast. And they were so excited that they had their card and that by the time they graduated, you know, they were going to be so much along, so much further along becoming a plumber. But that excitement, I wish could be replicated everywhere. Those, those two guys were thrilled to show us. So let's talk about, you know, ex explore the trades. How, how is it funded? Yeah. So uh, because we're a nonprofit, all of our all of our revenue comes in through donations. So we have, um, so our donors are residential businesses around the country. So independent. Uh, we also have industry vendors like Ferguson, I mentioned, uh, provide generous contributions and, uh -huh. um, Nextstar also provides us 
with a gift as well. So, so all of the, the resources we're able to do, uh, our skills lab program, all of that is funded through donations. So if there's a, you know, any ways that our audience can help is, do they go to your website for more information? How, how do they get? more information on that. Yeah, absolutely. So we have information on our website about donating. Uh, just for an example, so I would tell you that, and of course it's a podcast, right? So there's no visuals, but on our website, uh, there's information on uh, poster kits that we send out. And this is a great example of how contributions are directly impacting the next generation. So a gift of $10 gets a poster kit created and shipped to a school. And based on what we are able to gather from the information is that we know that that set of posters is impacting about 240 students at that school. So it's, it's really exciting to see multiple districts requesting these around the country. Yeah. And what is the website? You mentioned the website, but what is it? Yeah. The website is explorethetrades.org. Well, speaking of Explore the Trades, in your bio, you also are a founding member of the Skilled Trades Advisory Council. Share a little bit about what that council does and how you interact with it. Tim, you're the first one to ask me about this. This is really exciting. So uh, so our group, uh, like you said, Skilled Trades Advisory Council, this was launched just this year. And uh, the gentleman behind, behind this group is Rob Almond, who is the CEO of uh, Nest, which is a facilities management company. And Rob called eight or nine of us uh, from different, representing different aspects of the construction trades uh, from floor and decor, Starbucks. So we have a wide variety of, of professionals on the group. And uh, what we wanted to do is everyone is in the same in the same boat with passion, you know, how do we get the trades in front of more people and how do we increase uh, the people entering the the trades? And so we just launched this year. So our, our mission is to do just that. So representing our different areas of expertise, uh, we're able to gather and see if we can put some more momentum behind the movement. And since you've been with Explore the Trades in 2017, have you seen the perception change much? Uh, is is the pendulum swinging back to a much more positive light? Yeah, you know, I, I think so, and and I think it's you know based on those conversations we've had with counselors, and and I think that there's a lot more to the conversation than what there used to be. I think the conversation used to say, well, you don't want to go into the trades because they're dirty, and you know, none of the smart people work in the industry. You know, it's it's that perception. But now I think the conversation has shifted because when you're talking about the options after high school, you go directly into the workforce and the military, or, you know, you go to college. And when you start talking about college, you're talking about the expense and just the unknown of if I'm going to college for this degree, is it going to be there four years when I graduate? And I, and I think that colleges from what I've seen, so I went to a, a small private four-year college uh, in Iowa, liberal arts college, and I think, I think specifically because I'm in this region, I'm hearing the challenges that a lot of these private schools are running into. In that, we need kids because we need revenue, but it's so expensive, and we're pricing all of these families out. So I think it's a challenge of colleges are starting to worry because the enrollment isn't what it used to be. So now everyone's battling 
for people. Everyone's battling for that, for those young adults. And there's a lot more to the conversation than there was when I started. It's not just perception. It's, well, I can't afford to go to college either. You know, so, so there's, I think there's just a lot at play. This Appetite for Construction podcast is brought to you in part by PERC, the Propane Education and Research Council. Propane is the energy for everyone, especially construction pros. It's a single clean energy source that can meet your project's performance, safety, and resilience goals while maintaining efficiency and lowering costs. See how propane can help meet your project's needs by visiting propane.com now. Propane. It's the energy for everyone. Yeah, I think what we learned through COVID as well is that, you know, the trades are pandemic proof yeah. to a certain degree, recession proof. Right. Um, they're, they're, they'll always have a job if they, you know, if they keep at it and they're, they're very dedicated to the craft. So, yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of Iowa, John and I participated with the, uh, Iowa Skilled Trades Day, the Build Your Future program that they do uh, in Iowa, and talk about an eye opener. Seeing three to five thousand young high school students on a day coming through and talking to organizations and manufacturers in the industry that are, you know, looking to uh, hire apprentices and, and journeyman plumbers or HVAC techs and electricians. It's a really cool program that. Um, John was aware of, he's been to a couple of times. I went for the first time last year. So um, I w- it's one of those events you wish you could clone in every state of the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I, I follow them on social so I get to see all the photos <laughs> from that, from that yeah. as well. well and- it's funny about that is there's 5,000 students. Some kids go because it's like a day off of school, right? Yeah, so they well, go on a field trip. <laughs> and I, I talk to the kids when they're walking around. I'm like, well, what are you here for? And they're like, it's just a day off. (laughs) But they're seeing things like they're being exposed to all Mm -hmm. these things, whether they're there or not for something specific. And when we tell them about the trades and we tell them, you know, the career that they could have and the lifestyle they can live and the salary they can make, all of a sudden their eyes are like, whoa, I had no idea, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. It's Mm -hmm. a pretty cool event. Yeah, I, I think to that point, John, they have the chance to walk around and whoever would have thought that, you know, you're using all of this technology to do mm. those kinds of trades. And I think of of my kids, I think of my son especially, and that's how he learns is really hands-on and he's really he really gravitates to things like that, to building, to learning like that. And I just think if you could have a mini build your future day at school with all of the cool technology and how you can, you know, you're testing the water heater on an iPad. It's, I think there's just so many more pieces that no one even thinks about. It's not just your regular wrench. It's more than, like you said, more than fixing a toilet for sure. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's a lot more. (laughs) Well, it's interesting, Tim, before you start, there's a debate on social media, whether drain cleaning is considered plumbing, right? (laughs) Oh, because, (laughs) And, and, you know, I think some of it's like trolling other guys that do drain cleaning and the drain cleaner is like, Hey, I just, you know, show me the money and I'll do it. (laughs) But, but, you know, it's interesting. It's an interesting concept because I believe it's all plumbing, but, Mm -hmm. um, it, it just kind of plays into that fact that there is so much more than 
you know, just rooting a drain or, you know, changing out a toilet. Plumbing is more comprehensive than that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Hey, I was, Kate, I was going to ask, are there areas of the, cause you're a national organization. Yeah. Are there areas of the country that are much more conducive to your programming efforts than others? Are there soft spots that maybe our audience can get more involved in? I mean, I'm sure. I guess I'm just curious more than anything. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good question. I would say if we were to pull the data based on the schools, you know, wh- where we have information, I would say the southeastern corner of the U.S. is really popular in terms of where we see requests uh, coming in from. If I were, and whether that's population, I, you know, I don't know, but southeastern corner for sure. And then is that we, trade specific or just in general? Uh, trade specific. H- H- yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And no, then, I mean, but like HVAC or plumbing or, you know, any sort of trade. Yeah. You know, John, I don't know that I could go that deep. All I know is yeah. when, when they're wanting posters and everything, it's a lot from the um, from that part of the country. Yeah. And then also, if we were to say, you know, more rural setting versus urban metro, it's definitely more rural, mm-hmm. you know, in uh, in requests for information and. I think, you know, if I grew up in the Midwest, I could see that too. I could see, well, I remember I was in a rural school district and we had auto body and we had shop and, you know, you go to the big city, quote unquote, and they don't have that. And so I think it's definitely urban versus rural as well. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I've said this before, but I had a good friend when I was younger and after one of the hurricanes, he went to Florida and he was going to set up a, you know, an HVAC air conditioning shop and install these He's like, there's going to be a lot of demand for air conditioners and all this equipment. And then like a month later, I call him like, how's that business going? He goes, well, I didn't know you had to get a license. To do all that. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's a bit a little oversight there. But anyway, all right, Tim, go ahead. Well, Kate, I was just going to ask, are there any big programming or new things coming in 2024 that might be of interest to our listeners? Yeah. So we are currently in the midst of our third round of uh, skills lab uh, partnerships, if you will. So, um, so again, you know, sponsored by Ferguson, uh, we're able to run this initiative sort of like a grant program. Uh, so for all the schools out there who might be listening, uh, we have information on our website. And again, it's to, to enable schools to either open a plumbing or HVAC lab in their school so that students can start to learn. Uh, we also have funding allocated towards those who are already in existence, but maybe need a couple new pieces of equipment. So, so we're operating this like a grant program. So right now we have two, two schools who have applied, uh, and the deadline is March 31st. So, uh, so for anyone listening out there, if you're interested or if you know, school district, school board member, administration who might be interested. All of that information is online. And then uh, we will make the announcement of those recipients on Skilled Trades Day, which I believe is May 1st this year. So we'll be doing that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. JP, I don't know if you peruse the Explore the Trades website, but there's a fun little trivia game. I took it, Tim. I took it. I got 60%, I think. So I got to rethink my. I I got 80%, and some of those were complete guesses, like 
like SAT day, you know, you're like, I don't know. I'm going to scratch off C and oh, no, I got it right somehow. Always go with B. If you don't know the answer, always B. Remember those Scantron tests? Always go with That's, B. Yeah. Well, those are the only kind of tests I remember. Yeah. <laughs> but I would urge people to go on the skilled trades to explore the trade site just to take the test. Because, for instance, what year was electricity first installed in the White House, John? 1928, 1931, or 1929? Oh, boy. I know I got this right, but I'm probably going to get it wrong now. Um, was it 1881? Or, excuse me, it was, I said 1891, 1881, or 1901. It was 1891. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. The, the, the White House was the
a number of other things where where students may have seen either parent, you know, not work for a time because of COVID. And and the more that, you know, technology is tuned in and, and environment and, you know, all of these things come into play into these conversations. And and I think that it's just a different um a different focus point that if I wanted to be an electrician, well, here's how I can help a homeowner save on their utility bills and and you know protect the environment. So there's there's a lot of things that I of topics of conversation that are of interest, you know, to to Gen Z coming up and and just what where their attention is drawn. And I think related to STEM and all of you know that area of career, I think it's I think it really fits well in in the times that we're in. For sure. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to jump on today. We really appreciate getting to know you and get to know, explore the trades a little bit better. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, guys.